Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at ProTaper. We are uh, sitting here in the Swap Moto Live offices in Menifee. A-Ray is off uh, somewhere else holding hands or chest feeding. And uh, <laughs> so we got Dom- Dominic Gaten here filling in today. Uh, our SML uh, ad manager, Chase Curtis to my left, Mike Antonovich on the phone, and uh, it is the Monday after Ironman Raceway National, and damn it, we had a barn burner of a race, and <laughs> we're set up for a uh, still one point, incredible one point showdown at Fox Raceway, yep. and I know everyone has their opinions on how that's going to go, but either way. How lucky are we as race fans at this point in our lives to experience a championship going to the last round with one point? Yeah. I mean, I can't remember in my career anything this close. I feel bad for anyone that's getting into the sport this year because it's just going to be downhill from here, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, when I watched the race on Saturday, that's what I was thinking. As I'm watching it and I'm at the edge of my seat, I'm like, if you're not watching what's going on in this yeah. race, you're missing out on the best year of racing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like in person, Anton? Were you just losing your mind on the sidelines? Yeah, a little bit. Because as the race was going on, you know, I saw that Chase didn't get the greatest start in that first moto when Eli was making moves. And I'm like, okay, here it goes. And then Chase had a close moment with Malcolm at one point. The tabletop that's in the very middle of the track, uh, Malcolm was pretty far left up the face of it. And then Chase tried to even go further left. And they, like, as they're going up the face, I could just see how fast Chase was closing in. Mm-hmm. And as all that's happening, like, you see all that stuff that you would never see on camera. So right from the get-go, like, you could tell it was going to be crazy. And then A-Ray and I got to watch the race together in a couple parts. And Eli didn't know that Chase was that close. So I kind of saw one of the moments where he, for the first time, looked back to check where he was. And from that point, like, it was on again. And then you just saw the back and forth and back and forth, uh, each guy just going for it. And, dude, like, to stand on the side of the track and to see how hard they would either hit ruts or be on the gas coming out of the ruts. And, like, front wheel is in one side, the rear wheel is in another. They're at, like, 75% throttle after they were just at a dead stop. Their feet are off the pegs. And how fast they're still going forward. It is unbelievable. And... Everyone that is around is noticing that, like people from Honda, people from Yamaha, the families, everybody is like, wow, they are going unbelievably fast. This is unreal. There's, so, there is no playing it safe right now, huh? They're just hanging it out. No, it is, it is going for it. And it's even making some people like a little bit like nervous in a way because Lars and Kathy, so like Lars, team manager of Honda, Kathy, Eli's mom, congratulated each other by the podium. And I was standing there for it. And they're, they both, like, pretty much mutually said, we can't wait for this to be over because it is so stressful. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the crazy thing is neither of them got great starts in the first moto. Dude. And it was like, oh, wow, how is this going to 
play out, you know? Right, right. But it doesn't matter how bad a start they get. They both end up at the front of the pack. Yeah. Well, even battling. that first moto, though, I don't think we've seen that that much intensity that early on from Eli this whole season. Mm-hmm. Like, he was wasting no time. He looked like Kenny out there, mm-hmm. just laying it down, trying to get to the front as fast as he could. Do you hear any talk, uh, Michael? Are they still testing or, or looking for more uh advantage or are they just they just know what comes down to their right wrist there pretty much just seems to be like setup stuff i would say on on both bikes eli's bike and chase's bike they both seem really really happy with the power um when i go over by the star truck it's never like there's big part changes on the engine i always just see gilly working on the suspension one way or another so i never really hear that there's like a lack of power or anything, but they are riding them at the limit. Like mm-hmm. to hear how loud the bikes are and how hard they're going and how hard they're hitting certain sections too. You really do know that they are right at the peak of like how fast they've ever gone. Yeah. Wow. This weekend is going to be so nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, so nuts. Cause I mean, obviously we all think Chase is super strong at Fox Raceway. Right. And then, but so is Jason and, and Kenny's fast there. So, I mean, I think there's going to be third parties playing a role in this in this yeah. championship. Yeah. And but with the heat that we're going to have on Saturday, I mean, we all know Eli's ridiculously fit. I don't think Chase is anything less of that, but it's just going to add to it. Like, I mean, we might see these guys. I mean, I we have seen them check out from the rest of the field. I, I, it's going to be hard for me to see anyone hanging with them now that I know how hot it's going to be this weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. They almost should just let those two guys line up and have their own yeah. little head-to-head race. Everyone just have stay a, out of the way. It's like a second, another class, yeah, yeah. the championship I class. I think we're going to see that, people just letting them go. Like, go, let these guys go battle it out. Yeah. Could you imagine if you were like a privateer, you know, that, that gets lapped? And you did something wrong. Dude, right? Or got in the way or, or, dude. That's the problem. I would just be, like, if I'm if I'm 25th and back, I'm just looking over my shoulder the whole race. Just like, oh, God, are they coming? Are they coming? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, and that's kind of what was happening, too. If you rewatch the race, the privateers are very in yeah. touch with what's going yeah. on. Like, the lappers knew, and they were very hard with the blue flag. I saw yeah. I mean, this could be an exaggeration, but I feel like I saw the blue flag in more spots than I had seen before. Like, there wasn't just three or four. It seemed like there was more of them out there, and they were really using them to get riders' attention. Good. Um, And guys were were yielding to it, which was good because I think that is the worry that we all have. Like, oh, God, what if someone gets in the middle of this and just wrecks it for no reason? It might be interesting to uh, go to the riders' meeting at at Fox Raceway. Oh, right. And hear if they're like, yo, if you see the blue flag. Yeah. Get out of the way. I'm sure they said something even this round. I'm sure they, they said, hey, there's there's a championship going on. Like, be wary of blue flags. Mm-hmm. But I agree with Anton. Like, even on the broadcast, I noticed there were some aggressive flaggers with the blue flag. <laughs> Usually they're just, like, holding it. But, yeah. Does uh every flagger get a blue flag? Because don't certain flaggers only get certain flags, Anton? Yeah, only the MX Sports officials will get the blue flag, okay. and only certain ones of that get it because different guys have different duties. You know, right. other ones that are running the safety lights and then have the like a red cross flag that they have to run. Right. Um, and then just, you know, the usual track worker that's there in the pink t shirt or whatever the event one is, they won't be given that. Um, 
because they're just not capable of it. But I, it seems to be anybody with an MX4 shirt and a headset like radio on because they mm -hmm. have to get the call from the officials to say when the leaders are coming through. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Hey, Anton, you obviously were there. Let's talk. I want to. I want to ask about the track. The track, because that Ironman track is probably one of the best nationals on the whole circuit. The track yeah. is unreal. Yep. Th did you ever walk back in the back where they did that kind of fall away double, but heading toward the bridge? Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, it's gnarly. I don't. That is unbelievable. Um, Dahmer, you went to that track, so you know, like the dirt conditions and all that. How it's awesome. That is. So then you go back to that part and you see how like heavy and technical and rutted it is because there's ruts all the way around the track. So not only is it so wild and fast of how they're doing that, the lip to get over that little double is not very big. You're landing in a rut, taking off in a rut. The precision of that spot, I stood there in like 252nd moto and just watched it for a little bit because it was unbelievable how you would see guys do it. And everybody had like a little bit different style to it. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, and I'm surprised no one no one really got out of shape on that one before the. But now, obviously, we've saw some footage of poor Hayden <laughs> Deegan's crash. I even saw uh, uh, Evan Ferry from the Cobbine on Friday. Yeah. He almost took a Did trip the to same Indonesia yeah. on that thing, the one after the bridge. That section's gnarly. No one was really pre-hopping no. like they have in years past, though, like that, right? I think I wonder if the, Anton. Do you know if they changed that section before, like from the Combine to Saturday? They had to have. There was definitely some stuff that got changed, um, stuff that got built and built a little bit better or ripped up a little bit deeper because walking the track on Friday, it was, I wouldn't say smooth, but it wasn't, you know, what it was on Saturday by any means. Hmm. Yeah, but that section back there, I mean, even uh, uh, Brock Lover on the, on, the, on the broadcast was, he was, you could see him a few times. He was like, I just can't even believe that section back there, what these guys are doing yeah. lap after lap going that fast for that long. Yeah, dude, it's almost like a straight rhythm in a way with mm -hmm, no right. break because it's very long and there is that little bit of a kink to it. But it's just big jump after big jump after big jump and like real technical and no real room for error at all. Right. And very, very fast. Like when you get to the end of that straightaway and then you hook into that right hand 180, you've been on the gas for a very, very long time. Yeah, that section's badass to see like who's thrown how gnarly of a scrub, you know, yeah. like I, I think the camera was on Craig. It was either qualifying or during the race one lap, and he just threw the fattest scrub. Just front tire slid up the entire lip. So sick. Right. Hey, you mentioned Brock Glover a little while ago. I, he does such a great job in the booth. He mm -hmm. does great. Yeah, really Carl do. kills it. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> was, it, was that his winner's take winner's all? Winner's take all, Carl. Yeah. In <laughs> his blue Corvette. He, he does all. Was it blue? I thought it was red. Oh, blue, blue? is the night. Blue is the ocean. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Here's how crazy this is. Those two up front. Who got third? Dude, poor Plessinger. Yeah. Oh, poor Plessinger, Plessinger got third. Yeah. He went like 7-3 or something? No, no. He went 3-4. But yeah. then three, he ended four, up getting okay. third because uh, someone got docked, I think, right? Jason got docked. Jason, yeah. got, Jason docked got docked off track. Yeah, so he technically went 3-3, three, three, right? Yeah, I think he went 3-3. Yeah. Three, three. Okay. By the box. Okay, so Plessinger gets a second podium. Of the year, yeah. Road great. Mm -hmm. totally overshadowed by the battle like i, oh, I watched yeah. the race on tv and i don't remember who got third dude well yeah it's funny because i was doing the race for obviously that first moto and i'm just typing away at sex and tomac and i'm looking i'm like oh shit another paragraph about these guys right yeah. from like i don't see anything else happening right and then they panned a plessinger finishing in third i'm like dude holy shit he was like in 
eighth, I think, last time I talked to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah Dungey was good. there. I thought Dungey was going to get third. Right. I'm and like, then oh, here we go. Roxon had tipped over or something, I think. So he got lucky in a little bit, a little uh, instances, but yeah, he fought his way up to third. And hmm. shout out to Jason Anderson in that mode. He got he was down in yeah. the first corner. I mean, he was like not yes. even forty. He was eightieth. He was so far yeah. back, all the way to sixth, right? Yeah, six or seven, something like That's that. Just insane. flying, insane. And then penalized. Don't feel bad for AP. This is like the closest race to Hamiltucky, Ohio, you know? <laughs> so he was psyched. The fans were psyched. Everybody was there. His whole family was there. Uh, his wife and his little boy were by the podium with him. How much his little boy looks like him every time <laughs> I see him is hilarious. But, yeah, dude, for all the races to AP to get a podium at, like, he was super, super pumped. And how good Aaron has been riding. Uh, and I was, like, laughing about it because how about doing it on stock forks? I mean, yeah, that's right? unreal. Right? Crazy. Hey, Anton, did you see his dad? Did you see Scott Plessinger there? Oh, yeah. Oh, did, yeah. Did, I saw on social media, and they mentioned something. That he lost, like, fingers recently, <laughs> yeah. right? Two. What? Yeah, he, got, he, like, lost, he lost two, two of fingers his fingers. this week. What, lubing and chain? I don't something know. weird with the sprocket, I think, is what they said. Oh. I kind of zoned out during that spot, but, yeah. And they're like, they said that he was like, yeah, no big deal. I'll just move on. I got <laughs> just more. Just a couple fingers. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> I got eight left. <laughs> yeah, those guys are gnarly. Yeah. Like lost all of yeah, it, gone. Or yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. Pat, like Pat, gone, gone. Or Pat Foster half, no, no gone. gone. Had a bandage like on. they were gone. They're gone. He's down to eight. Oh man, which yeah. ones? I think it index was like and something else. Yeah, index yeah. and maybe his pinky or something. I don't know. It was. I saw a picture of his hand. It was chewed up and and yeah. <laughs> that guy was a beast. That guy's a GNC savage. He don't care. Yeah. Well, if it was his dominant hand, no more Japanese food. Oh. Yeah, chops I don't know how much sad. Japanese food he's eating <laughs> back there. That's true. Uh, anything else in the 450 class that was like um, notable? March Banks, did he just not race? He got sick. Yeah, oh. he got sick. Okay. Yeah, he got sick uh, in the first moto and was thrown up in his helmet and was pretty smoked and didn't do the second moto. So that was kind of the deal with that. Okay. Joey crashed. Yeah, in what's practice. the deal with that? Dude just blew his face apart. So oh. I was walking back from the track, like cutting through the pits, and there was maybe like a minute left in 450 A group session. So I'm like, dude, I'm just going to get a head start and run back to the media center. And I'm going by the Cowie truck, and I went in to uh, get a coffee. And I opened the door, and there's Joey sitting on the step, and his whole face is just bloodied out. And Big Joe has taken his boots off, and I'm like, what? oh, fuck. And so I just shut the door real quick. And I text him today. I'm like, hey, dude, sorry. Like, didn't mean to walk in on you getting tended to like that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, no, you're good, dude. You're good. I'm all fine. But, yeah, I walked over to his helmet because John Knowles was over there cleaning it and uh, just getting his goggles and stuff. And it was pretty bloody. He, he Joey took a good one. Uh, so that's a tough break because he had been doing really, really well. Um, trying to think. What cut him? else it was. I don't know, dude. He smashed his face on the handlebars from what I heard. Ooh. So I don't know if it was just, like, impact or what. But, like, all it's a black helmet. It's a black monster helmet. But you could see how much red there was, like, in the front of it and on the outsides of the paint Jeez. and everything. So he took it pretty good. Um, Kenny was really good in those first few laps. Like, you know, typical, like we always see. But then just to see him again and just kind of how hard he's going uh, in those early parts was – was cool. Um, Jason was flying, like yeah. to go from 40th to sixth and really make 30 passes in the first 15 minutes. I mean, he was, 
he was on a charge to get docked like he did. I was standing was there. Was he when docked Roy for the first moto or second moto? Second moto. Second moto. Oh. So yeah. So really, when it counted, but he knew that after the first moto, he was kind of out of an overall podium spot. Mm -hmm. So as Roy Jansen from MX Sports was talking to him and like explaining why he got penalized, Jason took it really well. He's like, "Oh, dude, it's it's whatever. I know. Like, yeah. I'm not phased by it or anything." So, did you see his Instagram yeah. this morning? <laughs> only nine uh, they've seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only yeah. I did see that. So you know. Um, but dude, just to, to talk about that Eli and that chase battle, especially in the first one, because even when chase made that mistake by the tree turn mm -hmm. and then just how quick everything was, I mean, dude, that, that's what it's going to come down to is if anybody makes like one small miscue like that, cause it caught Eli in the second moto when he yeah. made his mistake, cause he was charging, you know, chase had a very good start and Eli was coming back through that. And little by little, I was watching as Eli's reeling him in and, uh, Eli makes that one mistake and then it blows the gap apart in those last three minutes of the race. So guys are going to really, really have to be on it. The cool thing is neither dude seems like phased by the pressure. You know, I'm yeah. sure this is a lot going on right now. Um, from the outside though, still super complimentary of each other. Both told me how much fun they're having doing this. Uh, it's really added a lot of fun. I would say to Eli's last season because yeah. like this could have gone who knows how many ways with a new bike and his knee and his last year and, all of these things, but to see him as competitive as he is has been cool. Uh, Chase has done great at it. And this is like, this could have been such a weird championship for it to be like down to one point and think of it could be other guys and how tense it could be. This is like the most pleasant, most intense championship I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, the coolest thing about this is to see how fast those two guys are going. And that's two thirds of our motocross the nations team. Yeah. Right. You know, and we're red bud. Mm -hmm. I uh, man, it would be nice to see us win again. Yeah, I feel. How hard do you think it is for for Kenny right now to to have to like let his let his teammate go by and do his thing totally while he's trying to trying to like prove a point that he's still worth a certain amount of money to Honda, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's got to be a frustrating area to be in. Hey, yeah. but going back to that, like I said, when the, the mistake Sexton did by the tree, and then yeah. obviously Eli's little quick little you know mishap in the rut, ruts, yeah. and and that just shows you how fast those two are going that i mean even a small little i mean that mistake that eli did was maybe a second mm -hmm. but that was it it was over yeah and there was still more i mean he could have had to but he knew right there i'm not going to reel him back in yeah it's over i mean that that's i mean coming into paula they are going to have to ride perfect laps no no mess up or, or you're gonna you're gonna get beat mm -hmm. yeah this weekend's gonna be so good yeah it's gonna be so hot Yep. Anton, was it hot out there or no? Um, okay, so it's weird. Dungy and I talked about this after the race. It wasn't like super hot. It was like in the mid 80s. So it was cooler temperature wise than Bud's Creek. But when you got in the sun, it felt really, really hot. And like there was no steady breeze or anything like that. So then sometimes it felt a little stale. But then like that second moto, dude, the sun was straight overhead. Even if you were in the shade, it was still pretty warm. And I think that like, because it was so nice in the first moto, like perfectly in the eighties, it encouraged guys to really, really push. And then when it got hotter, hotter than maybe we expected for that second moto, more guys were gassed than I thought they would be. You know what I mean? Like it really seemed like in the 15 minute point of the second moto, everybody was like, shit, this has been a hard one today. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't seen guys like that this summer that well, you know? Think of how many intense races there have been, and I haven't 
come into the pits after the races are done and guys are just completely drained. They look smoked or anything like that. Everybody's been really, really good this year. You know, it, it hasn't been excruciatingly hot anywhere up until this weekend. Yeah, they're going to get it on Saturday bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, we're, we're expecting 106, 108 yep. the rest of the week here. Yeah. All I know is Paula's been shut down for, what, a week already? Yeah. They have. They better be ripping and watering, watering. that track. like well, It's going to get away from them quick mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. I, but, I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter what they do. By the second motos, it's going to be just hell track out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they can do whatever, but it that second moto is going to be tough. And, and think about, like, the if it's that hot and that dry and they have to work it that hard, think about, like, some of the big boulders that are going to get worked out of the ground that we've never seen out there before either. Yep. Hmm. So do you think the uh, the temperature will be detrimental to turnout, or will the championship intensity overcome that? Um. I feel like a lot of people will just from talking to a lot of people, it sounds like a lot of people will gladly enjoy this championship from their TV couch. Really? I, will be, I will be one <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. You're I, not coming? Oh, God, no. no. I don't think anyone's going to show you're up. But you're not 300 pounds anymore. You have like a higher... <laughs> 300 pounds. <laughs> you have a better tolerance Dude, for Dude, I, I, but I, but, but I, I don't want to suffer anymore. I don't blame him. I would be, I'd be on the couch watching too. Yeah. It, sounds, it seems like the last couple of weeks have been pretty solid with flow. So we just one more round, watch TV, and <laughs> go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah. All right. Uh, guys, well, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. But before that, <coughs> Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaber. Our buddy Stephen Reed has a pair of clamp-on grips for someone to win. Uh, I love these grips. They're clamp-ons, obviously, so there's no grip glue Uh to hassle with no safety wire tangles Ooh, that sounds familiar but uh the cool thing about the pro taper clamp on is there's a channel cut in the left side uh plastic sleeve so the grip has a little bit of extra give um so these will fit on any two stroke any four stroke this is a uh, gray half waffle um here's the deal here's how you win we're going to choose one winner Based on your comment, so if you're listening to this on a podcast server or watching it on YouTube, you need to go to swapmotolive.com, find the podcast on our website, on our homepage, and you can comment there. On the homepage, not YouTube comments. Yeah, not YouTube comments comments on swapmotolive.com, and we'll choose the answer that makes us laugh for the the most compelling reason why we should send these bad boys to you. But uh, It's pretty easy, guys. Just make fun of Dahmer. (laughs) and this is going to be a weekly thing pro tapers is is up in it and going let's spread some love yeah dude you're not going to want to miss the week when we give away a sell a whole shot device Uh because those things are gold (laughs) anyway we'll be back for more uh stay tuned race deck is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years experience personalizing your suspension setups race tech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most 
tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike I spend plenty of time cross training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross country bike to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes or even the amazing taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. Did you at commercial break go to SwatMotorLive.com and enter to win those clampon grips? <laughs> Hope you did. Um, anyhow, uh, 250 class. The, the, the thing to take away from me is that Joe Shimoda won another, another moto. Yep. That kid is really coming in into his own i think yep and uh bad start first moto he fell too fall? Mm-hmm. they never yeah. showed it though i don't think they showed where he fell no i don't remember seeing it did you see where he fell anton where joe fell yeah, yeah. no i didn't i haven't gotten to rewatch the 250 stuff yet again um yeah they I didn't show it, first, it on the broadcast yeah, so I didn't see that. There was I didn't see the McAdoo one that got Ryder D either, and I didn't see Ryder or Hayden's crash until afterwards on like a phone either. Yeah, they didn't have um, Hayden's crash on TV. No, it was, no, no. It was on Instagram. I want to say McAdoo. Actually, I do remember seeing Joe's crash because McAdoo and Joe crashed the same way. They both like tucked the front end in a rut. Mm. Mm. Joe yeah. was uh, winning motos. At Ironman Saturday and throwing the horns at Motley Crew on Sunday. Yeah, that was 
that's probably one guy I would least expect to see. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, had to, I had to DM him and go, was that a filter or is that your real face? And he goes, ha ha, my real face. <laughs> Did you see it? Uh-uh. He was like, dude. <laughs> at Motley Crue yeah. Sunday night? Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. But uh, vibe on the 250s. Jet wins again. Yep. But, uh, man, remember we were flapping our lips last week, like, what if he goes 1-1 and clinches it? And how close did he come close to clinching it, or could um, he have not clinched it? I want to say he had to beat Joe. Yeah, he had to beat Joe that that last moto. So bad start. And, yeah. yeah. So remember how we were uh, having our little theories about Jet clinching oh, and the then turn up on a 450? Was there yeah. any talk of that at the race? Uh, he said something to Mathis, I guess, like, "Man, I wish I could have gotten this done so I could have ridden the 450 at Paula." Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no, like, big, you know, talk of it from Honda or anything like that. I, you know, and even how the day went, it didn't really seem like there was a bunch of, like, title, title, title stuff mm-hmm. at all. You know, because everybody kept mentioning it, like, it could come today, it could come today. But it never seemed like anybody from Honda or Jets Camp or anything like that really put that out there. Because uh, mm-hmm. even after the day was over, he's like, I wish I could have got it, but we'll just take it to the last round and keep it interesting. Yeah. Um, for Joe... I mean, Joe has been riding great, so that was really good to see. And then the thing that got Hunter was that red jump, or jumping on the yep. red cross flag, because that got him those two points, and those are the two points that pretty much knocked him out of contention. So it really, things really did have to break Jet's way for him to, to get it in the first place, you know? And Hunter and Joe had good days where that wasn't really going to seem like it was going to happen. Um, Jet in the first moto, like, he was pretty far back up until about the 10-minute mark, and then he just wicked it up like always and, and started making passes. I was right there where he got Nate Thrasher off that big uh, single jump into the rollers. Yep. And that was a dicey move because there was a lapper right there, and he just sent it and made it to where Nate couldn't. And, uh, yeah, when Jet's on, he was on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, that, that thing where they got docked on the thing up on the top of the Godzilla jump, that was Jacob really one of those, like, bang-bang situations because – it, that thing just turned on. I mean, they were already X in turn powering to jump down. That's, I don't know. That was, to me, I was even like, that's a little rough for them because how are they supposed to make that adjustment that quickly right when it just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, there, that was a big talking point after the race too because now it seems like there has to be some kind of more uniformity to that rule, how fast things get implemented and the way things go. Uh, especially as we go into the Super Motocross Combined Championship next year. There's a lot of things behind the scenes, and, and that was one instance of showing people involved right now, hey, we have to tighten everything up. Like, if we're going to do this, it's got to be the whole way across the board. Uh, these rules have to come out this quick. We have to stick to them. These are going to be the penalties. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that... It, that was pretty quick, like you said, Dahmer, because you're coming around that turn, and you have to know, like, am I going to sack it up and hit this thing or not? Because that's not one of those jumps that you want to have to. Because if you land at the top of it and then bounce, <laughs> that's like an 80-foot bounce to the bottom, and you don't want to do that. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, unless you go there in person, the, the TV doesn't do that section just that. It, was, it is huge, that, that coming down into that canyon. Yeah. Hayden Deegan? Dude, that was a nasty one. Yeah. What happened in the second moto? He got taken on the first corner. Yep. Ah. But he still got all the way back to like 20... 25th. 5th or something. Yeah. yeah. Not, not bad. bad, but... 
I thought he was out in that second moto because he stood up in second, third turn really, so that's where it starts to get really fast and you, you've already hit one big jump and some rough sections and now you're setting up for the next one. And it looked like somebody made a mistake going into that left turn and he all just got collided in it. But uh, he walked off to the side of the track and like bent over for a minute and like took a second to get going. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Like that's his day done mm -hmm. again. But uh, for him to get up and get going again was pretty impressive. I'll, I'll admit this, like I haven't paid a lot of attention to Hayden, like yeah, period. I didn't watch the vlogs. When I see him at Loretta's, that's great. But like Loretta's is one of those tracks where you can only see so much because it's, mm -hmm. it's so many variables and whatever. To watch him ride the way that he was riding on Saturday and like some of the lines he was taking, I'm glad that I waited that long to really pay attention because it's unreal. Like yeah. he is doing pro stuff and like moves that Jet do and Jason does. And he's like the mix of a lot of different guys riding style. Mm -hmm. And then to see him and Ryder D near each other when they were, I was like pretty pumped that I got to just stop and watch that for a second because they were going for it. Like they yeah. knew who they were up against and it was on. Yeah, yeah, they were both just outside the top 10 in mm -hmm. that first moto. They were 11, 12, something Yeah, he had climbed it back up to 11th, I yeah. think, before he ate it. Yeah. And pushing each other, too. Yeah. Like, very well, keeping pace, nothing crazy, nothing dirty. They're cool with each other. You know, it, it was fun yeah, was to there, watch that. Is there any kind of rivalry there? No, like, it's just... Because I saw the comparisons to them on Instagram. Well, it's just Weege had said... Weege, I don't know, a couple years ago, Jason Wygett had, like, mimicked Brian Deegan's voice. And mm -hmm. said, "Oh, we'll we'll get to Ryder D when it's time or whatever," because they never race each other, right? They've yeah. always been in separate classes, and so I think a lot of people thought that was like something Brian actually said. <laughs> and so there's just been this like funny, funny thing about them racing each other this whole time, this buildup. <laughs> now, is he coming to race Paula or no? I don't think so. Is he, Anton? Do you know? They were still trying to figure that out. Uh, I'm not really sure. They're really still trying to figure out what Hayden's year is going to be next year even because yeah. he's not going to do pro supercross he's got to do supercross futures a lot of kids have oh, really? to do supercross futures yeah. yeah there there are quite a few dudes that need to do it next year or that are going to do it just to do it again because it's there and no point in kind of throwing them to the wolves just yet um so, so you're still do, you're still able to come from overseas though and line up for supercross like nothing right it's just so it depends on like how you've done over there. There, if you've competed in like the world championship, the FIM, or your country that like issues your license will have to sign a paper on mm. your behalf to like vouch for you. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, if you if you're scoring championship points over there, it seems like you're kind of taken care of because I've seen that rule. But then, like a lot of these amateur kids are just gonna have to do it. But dudes that are on an OEM supported amateur team. The OEMs want them to do this. They pushed so hard for Feld and MX Sports to integrate more amateur stuff into the pro scene. Now that they're getting what they've asked for for so long, it's on them to take part in what they've asked for. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's where they're going to make Supercross Futures a better thing and a more developed thing for these guys. Um, but who does what I think is still kind of up in the air because, like, Hymas could race this weekend, yep. which would be big. You know, that's his first pro national. Um but then Hayden could still make use of, you know, pro-am stuff for the next couple months and, until they figure out what he's going to do. Is Hayden on an amateur bike? I saw he had the, the blue fender still. So what I got told, and this was from Mathis, he told me and Wygant, that oh. it was pro-engine and it was amateur suspension, and that's oh. what Christian had told him. Huh, okay. So the more interesting thing over at Star right now is how many dudes are using steg pegs because it's pretty funny. What? More yeah. than Levi? <laughs> 
uh, like three dudes. <laughs> and they are cutting them and hacking them and modifying them. And the Steg Pegs people from Australia are now like calling them to do R&D. Like, well, hey, sick. you guys did this. So what do you think about this now? I did a video on it that I'm going to put out this week. Um, they're playing with like the puck diameter. So like one puck on the, uh, the left side might be twice as big now and they're using things from like trailer hitches <laughs> that's, and stuff. Cr that's crazy it's pretty crazy Dude. it's funny to hear that but i told them and i told coker this i'm like because i asked for permission to do the interview i was like hey i want to make sure that you're cool with this before we do it because uh i'd hate to do this thing and then it go up for like an hour and then you have a sponsor or a yamaha or somebody calls you and you make me take it down and he's like, oh, no, it's fine. I go, I think this is cool because there's no other team in the pits that if a rider came to them with something that they purchased online on their own <laughs> and was like, put that on my bike. Only Star is going to do that, yep. really. Like, Mitch isn't going to do that. KTM's not going to do that. You know, they know what they know. And uh, what are they gonna for use them next, then to get, like, really ingenuitive about it has been funny. You know those foot pegs with the things for your heels? The ankle savers. <laughs> yes, they're at random. I think they've used those on star bikes before. Yeah, I think I've seen those. On, has used those. Are you I've, serious? I've seen those on like, uh, God, who? I've seen them on a factory bike for sure, though. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. One of the first supercrosses I went to. Dude, Daddy Frank needs to bring back pro levers. Right. What was that? The levers that had the bend in it for your fingers. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'll show you. A Even the pro skins would be cool again. Pro, the, the, uh, the little sleeve that went on it, so it's a little more grippy. Yeah. The pro skins. <laughs> you don't Dude, know pro style levers? You never no, heard of that? No, never. They have stuff like that for the Harley. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the lever, instead of just going, it goes like this, and there's a notch for your fingers. Huh. I've always thought it was weird that people don't run like shorty levers. Yeah, That'd so they sick. don't hit your outer fingers? Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Steg pegs. So there's like three guys that start using steg pegs. So, Levi brought him first. Right. Yeah. And then Thrasher started riding with him. <laughs> and then Thrasher, like, then they started moving stuff around. So then the mount that's on the right side near the exhaust pipe is different than one that comes stock mm -hmm. or that comes from Stegpeg. So it's all cleaned up and, and like super bitching and it looks really factory. And then so they have Gilliam, the Spanish kid here. And so they've been letting him try different people's bikes. <laughs> And I guess he came in off the track the other day and he's like, hey, look, the suspension, all that other stuff, that's whatever. He's like, I really like where these things are. Like, can we move these around? And they're like, what? So he had another set on. So like in the video, I showed the two that they have. They have a stock set, like straight out of the package on Gilliam's bike. And you see how big like the Y is that it comes out of the box with on the right side. And then you go over to Thrasher or Levi's bike and you see that it's just this little cutout. So you see how much they really are moving it around. Uh, I'm excited to put this video out because Christian Kaufman, the mechanic, he's been the one, um, him and Levi's mechanic have been the two really playing with it the most. Mm -hmm. So they've done all the like goofy stuff with it. It's pretty cool. Maybe they should get like a wheelie bar on those things too. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so Kitchen told me he puts his boots back and yeah. lifts the bike with it. Yep, yep. He like, lifts grips with it with him. the back yeah. of his calves, yeah. Mm-hmm. They said that it's not so much a thing of like, what they thought it was going to be at first was like keeping Levi in place. They, they right. thought that that was what the initial point was going to be. But now they figured out that like, because it locks his legs in place so well, he's able to use the rest of his legs or other things with so much better leverage. Like now he has yeah. another contact point on the bike. He's able to like lift it up in spots or 
or do anything he wants. So for like really tall guys, they're thinking that this is like the trick. Now it's yeah. not on any of the 450s. Coker is like, that thing is, I don't want it on the 450s. <laughs> so I don't think you're gonna see Eli with it anytime soon, you know, but just to hear that was, was really cool because dude, there's, we're in a cool time again where you see a lot of little things in the pits that guys are trying again. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's sick. Like, I can't believe this guy's doing that. Yeah. You're seeing Cowies with WP forks and stuff on them. Like I talked to Vincent LaHuvi for a privateer profile and to see privateer guys trying different things that they never would have to do instead of just using the stock Schiller KYB stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's wild out there right well, now. Well, that WP sure. was an amazing option when shit air forks were around. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right when they came the triple fail for it, <laughs> but but hey Anton, I, do you remember when steak pigs showed up at our office at Trans at the Hill? office and yeah. they were in my desk for like I never used them. I, I was never all, used them. And I, you test these, Anton. <laughs> I I think I might still have mine. I don't know either Dude. that or I got rid of them back then. But I was talking to Christian and he's like, you know, I had never the Christian Kaufman the mechanic. He's like, I had only seen these things in advertisements in the back of a magazine. And yeah. I'm like, as a half page ad. And he's like, yeah, as a half page ad. And I like could picture the steak pegs ad in the back of the trans world issue mm -hmm. perfectly. I gotta think it's like, it, when you're gripping it too, it probably allows you to be a little more light on your feet, right? And just move the back end of the bike. Like it's gotta be like similar to you and I riding clipped in versus on flats going downhill. Like lifting our it's back of be our like, bike up. Like when, those, when they grip tape the side of the number plates and yeah. the frame, like it's just like feels like that, but even crazy, even right? more, you know, locked in. Hey, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hinder Thrasher because Thrasher did great. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. You know what? Talking about like these things that come and go, like remember when everyone had a seat bump? Yeah. And now yeah. that's gone. Yeah. Like who still runs a seat? There's, there's I love one my or two seat guys bumps. that have a seat bump, but like, I know. What happened to them? People just got lazy of sticking them on there? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember riding with a seat bump, and it, it was helpful. It, wasn't, it didn't hurt me. It was better. But, yeah, they're, now they're just gone. For a while, there, everybody had them. Yeah. Now they're just gone. I remember Nick Way had the exact measurement. <laughs> like, like, I was at SDG. I was like, oh, I want a bump. And, and uh, Jeff Christmas was like, oh, Nick Way says it has to be 17 inches from the back. <laughs> 17 inches. Yeah, they could move it around and yeah. put yeah. it where they wanted. Does Dean still wear the, the wings or run the wings yeah, on the his seat? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the seat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would have to be like a kind of a steak pig category, wouldn't you right? think? Yeah, totally. But it's funny how it kind of seems like it falls, like Dean even, like it falls into the tall guy category, like a Benny yep. Bloss I could see with yeah. steak pigs and a seat like, like, like Dino's like that. Yeah. Like I would think that would be perfect for him. Well, I think that and someone... I think Kiefer was talking about this. The Yamaha chassis just it works so much better for a short guy. Like we joke about how how weird Amart looked on the 450 this year, but that chassis, the cockpit set up so well for a shorter guy that I bet these these little things are helping these kids, these taller kids. See, that that's funny because I think you have to be tall to make that bike turn. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Because you think about their test riders, Travis Preston, he's seven foot nine. Right, right. right? That's what Keeper <laughs> so, was saying. It's so, so he weird. has more weight over the front end than right. than say me at five nine. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, and then <laughs> and then if you're tall, you have long legs, and it doesn't feel like a big girl between your legs, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like the 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 when I ride a Yamaha, the seat is like two feet away from my from my nuts trying to sit down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As it opposed is. to the seat of your mountain bike. 
Yes. <laughs> it is cool they're using it. I mean, like I said, growing up, I mean, like I said, where you're signed with the levers, back it seemed like the 80s, it was all these crazy... Do you, you remember know, the air filter covers that the went socks, up? like the little socks you just oh. pull it was like Filter pantyhose. skins. Filter no, skins. no, no, no. Before filter skins, there was the same thing, but you had a... There's a string attached to it, and you attach it to your back fender, and you, they're called rip-offs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, oh, to, like, I do remember seeing those PC racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, PC racing did it later and theirs were designed better, right? but the original ones were called ripoffs or maybe ripoffs went, went just over the top of the air box. I don't, I don't know. I just know it was a total ripoff. What was it to just not have to clean your air filter? A pre-filter basically. Huh? Yeah. There was always little weird gadgets. I remember growing up in some of the old, you know, magazines that have been around a long time would show segments of all these crazy ingenuity type things of somebody trying to make something to a little tricket here and there. And yeah. it was a lot of it, a lot of it kind of transformed over into stuff. But a lot of it just went away because yeah. it was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what is, okay. So we were at the mini major, right? And what is with, was it called a T-Rex throttle? Oh, I don't. I didn't even ask what that throttle assembly was. Dude, Everyone was all the kids it on their It's like stroke. super billet. Yeah, like it's all billet. Machine. All billet. Yeah, machine. yeah. Yeah, because I just did an inter- uh, edited an interview with this kid on sixty-five that won everything. And he's like, "Oh, I really like my." I think he called it a T-Rex. Or Maybe, something. Yeah. My throttle. Who makes that? I don't know. T-Rex. I guess. Oh, I, don't know. I think I don't it's T-Rex. It's not yeah. the Hilo. I, I know the Hilo first... makes a thing for them. Yeah, there's a company called T-Rex Moto. Uh, I'm looking at them. They're from Idaho. I remember seeing their. Like, they had a big display at Loretta's. But then looking at their Instagram right now, yeah, they they seem to specialize in mini throttles. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so, look right now. so there's that. What else was funky? We had Some company one time sent us foot pegs that had pivot in them. Oh, yeah, it was that T-Rex one. Pivot was, pegs. Hey, my buddy like? Gary Cummings from Texas, G-Money, yeah. on his 93YZ250, he bought those pegs. They were almost looked like a mountain bike platform, like a round peg. And they did. They rotated a little bit to Why help like you casing that? the bikes. No. Yeah. And like, so they just kind of rotated a tiny bit. Oh. He had them on his like 93YZ250 and ran them. What? Yeah. What about, <clears throat> so during the Transworld era, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was this like real coast, you know, the foam you see under a skid plate, they made it to put in the gas tank. Yep. And it kept the sloshing. And I remember I thought I could tell the difference or whatever but then the gas would eventually deteriorate that foam. Was that supposed to stop for when it's too hot and stuff so it wouldn't no, 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 no. Like, like if you think about it like say you have uh, oh the bogging. Uh, the half no 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 like a half tank full of gas and it's sloshing right so that's a lot of force while you're leaning your bike over or whatever <laughs> and, uh, and the foam keeps the gas from sloshing mm. it's just like you know when you're taking a leak in the urinal and there's a piece of foam on the bottom and it doesn't splash true same thing, same principle, right? But on our, I remember our test bikes, we, th- well, I thought it was sick, so I was shoving foam in all the gas tanks. <laughs> but the gas would deteriorate the foam, yeah. and the foam piece would go in your main jet. Yeah, that doesn't sound You were probably good. taking, like, the works connection foam from no, your skid no, no, plate no, no. just it shoving was, it down. It, it was a company that made uh, that foam. I remember that, Don. Yeah, I remember that. Because they were, yeah, because they were, like, they told you they were cut to spec for each brand gas tank, too, and you had to, like, I, I think there was something you had to put in order. Yeah. But I remember that for a while. That was like uh, 07, 08, like four-stroke tech engine stuff, heavy duty. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know, I, I remember Doug Dubach wrote with it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I could tell it works. Because I remember at Comp Edge, it used to be a lot off-cambers. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I could turn better there. 
<laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't good when it got in your carburetor. You know? No. <laughs> what else? What other funky products? Oh, dude, there's too many. So you talk about uh, grip tape. Remember Stomp Grip? That's still around, yeah. though. Stomp, stomp they're Grip. Big in the, that? They're big in the jet ski world now. Jet stomp, skis? Stomp Grip. What was it? Why would you? It's well, like it's, a, it's a snowboard thing. Yeah. It's like a clear pad with, like, knobs, like like spikes. Where would you run it? On the side of your on shroud side or your, something? Yeah. They do it on, Air they pops. do it, I think they do it on uh, street bikes, too, right on the tank and stuff. Don't they have a tank yeah. sticker pad thing? Uh, no, they're still fully around and yeah. everything. It's just I haven't seen one running a moto in a while. No. They made a stomp grip seat cover once. Yeah. Ooh. That tore my knees up. <laughs> Bad. I don't know. Yeah, I think it transworld for some reason. There was like the they just send you so much crazy Remember those stuff. Those goofy goggles with the camera right yeah. here. That's it. Yeah, or the big goggle that went over your full front. Remember that oh, went over your whole yeah. helmet <laughs> opening? Yeah, I still have those at home. Those are goofy. Yeah, that guy with the goggle with the with the little camera. camera? In, but, I mean, it was a good idea. Yeah, Just the goggle shit. was terrible. Yeah. That guy got mad, too. Yeah, he got, <laughs> mad. He got mad. So, yeah, so do you think all those products that we talked about might find their way onto the star team? <laughs> Anton? <laughs> Uh, give give Levi like a couple old motorsport.com <laughs> yeah. catalogs. I'm like, let's see what happens. Yeah, awesome. Like um, the ones with the cartoon covers and stuff. Hey, so uh, Justin Cooper didn't have an amazing weekend. I don't think he's, I, I can't imagine sick? he's hundred percent. If he really had COVID, I mean, he hasn't come out and said it, but that's what we heard. If he really has COVID, I mean, or had COVID, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to bounce back right away. Right. So, yeah. Was there any, uh, change in uh atmosphere now that uh justin was chosen definitively oh yeah is craig bummed uh i'm sure christian was bummed but i didn't really talk to him like too much just about that you know the one thing i said to christian was like man you've had like this phenomenal year and i mean he has he's gotten everything that he needed to get out of it um i think he said something to mathis or somebody else about how upset he was but i was like dude i'm He's doing pretty good. I'm not yeah. gonna bring up bad shit right now. Like you, you, you're about to get fifth in the championship. You have a 450 ride coming. Yeah. Like I wouldn't let that be the thing that breaks you. I wonder what if he, what he would say if you told him like when he came back to racing that he'd be battling with Dungey every single weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, I, I did ask him and and Ryan both about that because I think it's just been hilarious. That's not the two guys that I expected to see race so much this summer, but yeah. then to see them go head to head. I mean, two of the best riding styles ever. So efficient, so fun to watch. You know it's always going to be a clean race. And then just to see what's going on. They're not that far apart in age either, you know. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of fun seeing those guys both both go so head-to-head all summer. Christian's in fifth, Dungey's in fourth, or sixth? I think Dungey's fifth in point. Yeah, I think so, too. They're battling. So they're battling for top formerly retired guy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like Jason's wow. got third completely wrapped up. I don't think anyone. I think he yeah. technically wrapped it up this weekend. I don't know if that, yeah. that you can do that. Look, but. For the point, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, Chase. For the points, uh, 496 for Eli, 495 for Chase, 402 for Jason, 373 for Ken, 355 for Christian, 332 for Ryan, and then it's another, like, 50-point break till you get to AP. So... Mm. For the most part, everybody other than Chase and Eli and then Ken and Ryan, or Ryan and Christian are set. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Hey, Anton, when you talk to Chase, does he, does he look at if he wins this title as it being a little bit bittersweet because this is Tomac's final outdoor national? I mean, I mean you've got to face it, look at it. If he, if he loses it, this is it. Tomac's gone, right? He's done. He's not going to. So, you know, next year, you know, it'll kind of almost be like if I don't win it this year, you know, I, 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 didn't, I, don't, I didn't really get to beat the best, you know, arguably one of the best guys to do it outdoors. Yeah, no, he totally sees it that way. Like, and he said that a couple times this year. Like, he's the guy I want to beat. I, I, you know, to be the best, you got to go through the best. And I'm sure that there is a little bit of that. You know, I can't believe I'm going to have to take it from this guy, in his last go. But like, that's how you're going to do it. Especially because Eli, I would argue, is riding probably better than he's ever been. You know, so for Chase to do it right now is is pretty unreal. Uh, but I also think that this is just like the beginning because these two are gonna have to face each other again in Supercross. And although Eli's only got, you know, a 2023 Supercross only deal right now, I really don't know if this is the end of Eli. I don't think that we're, we're coming to the straight up end. I think that if enough money is presented to him at some point in time, or if the opportunity is there, he really, really enjoys the star team. The whole family likes him. I could see Eli going another year or two if he just did Supercross only, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that that's a pretty cool deal because as Chase like gets elevated into this next thing, well, next year he's got to face Dylan. You know, we didn't get to see Dylan at his very best at all one time this season. Jason will and be I better. Think Jason's going to be much, much better, I think. Jason's attitude is already kind of looking forward to next year. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty impressive to see. You know, who knows where Ken will be at that point in time. Mm-hmm. He'll be good. Who knows uh, where just, Jet will and be. And you got Jet, yeah. yeah. You got, and I think like with Jet coming in, you know, that's going to be the typical first year 450. Like how high are the expectations really? Because this is something that we didn't mention when we talked about Deacon. You know, when I was in the star pit on Friday afternoon, all of the mechanics are like, where do you think he's going to be? And they all put me on the spot and I'm like, I think he's going to be like 12th, like 12th to 15th. That's great. You know, first race, that'd be pretty good. And that's about where he was until he crashed. So I think that the expectation even for next year for Jet going in is he's not expected to be, I don't think, title contender right off the rip. I think it's going to be building, building, and then 24 is when he'll take that next big step. Right. So, yeah, I mean, looking at it right now, it as we've talked about, it sucks to see so many guys kind of start to wind things down, but we're already seeing, like, the next generation get thrown in there bit by bit. Mm-hmm. So Kenny has nothing lined up definitively yet. Right? Not that I've heard, no. Yeah, nothing yet. But he's know, committed to World Supercross already? Or yeah. is it contingent mm-hmm. on him getting a ride? No, no he's, he's pretty committed. committed. He's where, in. Where do you think he's going to end up? So, I mean, I think he still, like, lands at Honda, you know? I, I, I could be wrong in all of that, but I still think that that's, like, the best route for him, mm-hmm. you know, because they've done so much together. They've, they've done all this. He's, like, perfectly ingrained there everything like that uh i i just still think he he winds up there and i think right now he's just trying to get his number back up like i'm sure that when it was time to see the first offer and then counter offer like when his side went to honda or honda came to him whichever happened first i'm sure that they probably weren't agreeing on the right number because i'm sure kenny wants to be where he's always been paid but i'm sure honda after these last few years of not seeing what they thought it was going to be had a lower number, especially with how much they have to cough up for Jet 
and Chase right now, mm -hmm. and win bonuses and championship bonuses looming. Both of these guys are going to need to get re-signed pretty soon. That's going to be a big number, you know. I mean, just money's different right now. So I think that Ken's effort in these last few weeks has probably been to get his cost back up to where he is. Mm -hmm. And, like, that spot at Honda's good. There's nobody else that's going to get swooped out from underneath him. So not a bad strategy for right now, you know, especially if he is doing good as he has been lately. Mm -hmm. Okay, Chase. The pro circuit kit this week. So far. One off or production? No, production. Flex oh, your chassis. That blue and black they had yep. on. Yeah. Yep. That's production. Was there anything else new this weekend? Uh, Everything A-Stars, I think, was production. Everything Fox was production from what I heard. So well, you, you guys it was all 23 see, stuff. You'll see all the production A-Stars stuff next week. That's next week? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A-Stars has really wow, been putting yeah. out a bunch of kits. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how people keep up with it. There's so much stuff. seems like everyone shows up with new stuff. They're really doing a good job of spreading their kits around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got a good look at an A-Star kit yesterday in front of you. Who? Scott Hoffman was wearing his ace. Oh, yeah. He oh, wrote he, great. He disappeared in the second model. He was Mr. Consistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Anton, we uh, we ventured to uh, Paris Raceway yesterday because, like, I want to race at Paris. Dalman wants to race at Paris, and old-timers had a race there yesterday, so we went and lined up. And uh, Dalman was battling with my old coworker Scott Hoffman, formerly of Dirt Rider. And... Uh, Oh, yeah. I like seeing you guys race. I always think it's good. I like the whole O'Neill push, too. Whole team. <laughs> yeah, did you like that? I was just like, whoa, dude, look at everyone's in O'Neill. That happened by chance? Yeah, just oh, by chance. I figured you dude, guys there was a it. lot of O'Neill racing yesterday. I mean, there even on the starting is. line, guys, I didn't even know. I looked down the line. I'm like, Jesus, everyone's in O'Neill here. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. How about that one dude in my race that was on a Cowie? I'm not even going to say his number because I don't know if he listens. I don't. Dude, he wears a chest protector. Big Under one. his jersey, a oh. jersey, and then he wears that fox chest striker that has the rib wings. Yeah. Dude, he looks like like Refrigerator Perry. Hey, you know what? I mean, one of the guys racing there yesterday was 87 years old. Oh, my yeah. God. 87 racing yesterday. So Dude, at oh. old-timers race, you see guys walking to the pits all crouched. Oh, yeah. Like they barely walk. Really? Yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah, some of those guys, like you said, you walk, you walk, you're like, how is this guy going to ride a motor? They go out there and they moto it up. They're, <laughs> they're, they're savages. Wow. Yeah, they're warriors. It's but, a whole different experience from our swap moto race series for sure. Well, you know what I liked about there was the length of the motos. Like yeah. a 20-minute moto was excellent. Well, when you have... You can do that when you don't have as many motos. Yeah, there's only five motos. Five we'd, races. We'd yeah. have. We'd be there for three days if we yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it was cool racing for that long because it wasn't just a sprint. Right. right. You got like, to when we do our in. races, I don't even get tired. But you're just hammering. Yeah, but yesterday you had to kind of think about. Like, yeah. Can I go this fast this whole time? You know, but uh, that that was a lot of fun. The funny thing is, there's a riders meeting, right? And they're like, okay, the back ninety jump. You know, the big tabletop at Paris Raw. No one jumps it on the first lap. You yeah, that's what Dollar said. You get yeah. disqualified. I couldn't believe. I've never in my wow. life of any races I've done it ever had them have something of like, you cannot do an obstacle on the first lap. I was that's just like, what? The only time I've ever heard something like that is like the KTM Supercross Challenge when they tell the yeah. Pee kids they yeah. can't do the doubles. Right, right. I couldn't I, believe it. I would have came out yesterday had I known that I I was eligible to race. Oh, yeah, support support class. class. I didn't know. I figured it was like a 25 up and plus thing. It's so actually wow. 40 and up for those guys. Yeah, so. 
I know. I wanted the moto yesterday because I'm probably not going to touch a dirt bike for a couple of weeks at this oh. heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely jet ski weather for you oh, yeah. out here. Oh, yeah. So did you go 1-1? One, one? Uh, I did. Yeah. I did. So I went 1-1 one, one in my class. Mm-hmm. He went and picked up his trophy. Yeah. Hey, I paid to race. If I <laughs> I, a trophy, I, I'm I'd take, take it that too. Thing. Heck, yeah. That was blood, sweat, and tears yesterday. Oh. I put out an effort, man. I'm feeling it today. I hope See, they I, ship you yours. I'm not worried about my trophy. I'm going to call Daddy Frank and ask if there's like an O'Neill contingency. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Daddy Frank's giving us enough contingency. <laughs> I don't think we need to get him a little more, yeah. Mr. Mr. Molly Crew. I have to tell you that when I saw Frank in the Swap Moto Live shirt on stage with Poison right? last night, that was like right? the, I, I, last weekend was like my dream weekend. That was like the perfect send off. I was just like, damn, Frank, that's awesome. And I even DM'd him. I'm like, Frank, that's so cool. And then he's like, Brett Michaels asked me where my O'Neill shirt was. And I told him about Swap Moto Live. And I'm like, fuck yes, this is so sick. Uh-oh. We're going to have to get Brett Michaels <laughs> hey, on Brett the Michaels, show. Hey, Brett Michaels, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> SML show, come on in. Have him come down. I, hey, I asked Frank that this morning. I go, how did you end up back there? How did you get this? And he's like, well, Brett Michaels used to live two blocks from me. And I'm like, of course he did. <laughs> You know, I used to rent Brett Michaels a place. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, well, my, my daughter was on House of Love. Right. <laughs> all right. With that, the podcast. Well, hey, hang on, hang on. I have a quick question for for all three of you. Uh oh. So let's let's do this. Last race. Here oh. we go. Oh, One, yeah. Who who do you got? I, I I got Chase. Chase. Anton. Yeah, I got Chase. I mean, wow. Me and me and Megan had like a long like talk about it because it's the same thing. Like you want to see Eli do it. Like, you, yeah, you do want to see right. Eli do it because he's been so cool this year. Like, we've yeah. made jokes about it in the past of, like, fuck, dude, we got to deal with Eli. But then he has been really, really cool this whole year. And you see how much fun he's having and the team and the whole family. And you know, like, that would solidify him as a bad dude to win 450 Supercross and 450 Motocross title in a year. It just, yep. SB, it'd be the year. But then you see Chase and you're like, and this kid's fast, and like you, he's, you can't he argue against it. him at Fox. You can't Racial. argue against it, you know. And you're just like, wow. And to see what it's come down to, you'd be happy with either of them, but uh, you're gonna be bummed for the other guy too, because you're it, just like, yeah. wow, man, you're you know it was that close. So it's hard. I think Chase is gonna do it, you know, just because it is Fox Raceway. What a like. No offense to that track, but man, what a bummer of a weekend that Eli's last national is going to be just brutal hot and at oh, that kind of track. Yeah. But he's going to get redemption for his last, you know, probably true outdoor race to be Redbud Red Bud Motocross and Nations, you know. Mm-hmm. So six and one, half dozen in the other there. But uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, it's, I don't want, I don't have like a favorite, but I think Chase is going to do it. Yeah, I think the only way Chase doesn't do it is if. He has some strange crash, which he's had before. I don't or, think that's happening anymore. Or some weird... Mechanical? No, like some idiot gets in his way or knocks him down or something. Mm. You know, like, like something out of his control. Hmm. And I'm with you, Anton. I, I, Eli's last hurrah, right? You'd love to see him go out that way and do it, right? Chase is going to have many more chances ahead of him, you know? But... I, and I, and I hate to say, I, I, Benny, Benny Tazi, if you're out there listening, I know you're going to get mad at me because we discussed this three weeks ago. One time we were riding, and I told Benny this. I called it. I said, if they go into Paula with one or two points apart, <laughs> it's over. Chase Sexton is going to get him at Paula. He's going to work everybody there. I'm sorry. And yeah. I, I have a, like you said, unless something drastic or crazy happens, 
yeah. it's going to be Chase Sexton Saturday. Could you imagine if 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 somehow it goes one two two one, and it goes to decision of, of race wins? Oh wait, no. Stuff. If it goes one two two one, Eli wins because he's got one point. Yeah, correct. Yep. But, but if, if it goes like I was thinking about this, so if it if they go four or five, like they both get bad starts, right? If they go four or five, and then they go two one. Oh no, crap! I did the math. I forget what it was. But if somehow they ended up tied and it yeah. goes to a decision, who's got yeah. more motos now? Eli. Eli, Eli still Eli. Has, Eli will win. And Eli's okay. got more overall. Uh, they're tied on overalls right oh, okay. now. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. They're and they don't go down to moto wins and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and like to this, I, I, Dahmer, I'm with you on that. Like, chase it that track, uh, especially. I would say just that Honda at that track, like that Honda at Fox Raceway for the first time this year. Him and Jet's bike, I couldn't believe how good it looked. You know, and that's a bike that had we had seen in Supercross, kind of pendulum could have swung both ways. Like one week it was great, next week it was like, glad I'm not having to ride that thing. Yeah. But um, they have that thing dialed in just so good right now. But then Eli is going to be back to full health. You know, he's not going to be coming in at 90% or whatever he was from the knee injury. And I'm sure they're going to have that bike better. I'm really excited to see where both of them are at just on bike wise at that one because that's just going to be such a brutal track to put everything to the test at dude the heat that's going to be there like i really i don't know like it, again like i think chase is going to do it just because of that track but like you have to factor in everything right now you know chase has had an issue in the heat before in florida yeah this is a different kind of heat and that was a long long time ago but like dude who knows who knows and um I, I like what you said, Chase, where like, what if they get four or five? Dude, is anybody just going to like look back and see them and just be like, yo, go, go. Like, totally. I'm not worried about 10 grand. Like, just go. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing you're going to be able to do to stop those two dudes. It, no. I, like, no offense to any 450 guy right now. You would have to be having like a day of all days to keep those two dudes with what's on the line for them right now at bay. Like, you would have to ride your balls off for an hour and a half. I think the only guy that would mix and get it would be Jason Anderson. He probably wants to get in the lead and just be gone and go. Let the, hopefully they'll just let him go and not worry about him because I can see Alombre just trying to lay it down there too. All right, so they've what been about fifty-one taking someone out. I was gonna say, yeah. Could you imagine if um, him and Tomac come together again and their past that they've had? <laughs> you know, and like even watching Justin this weekend. Um, I was watching him and Dean because I know the history that they have. I don't think he's trying to get himself like on the radar right now. Yeah, because oh, I was happened? like, oh, God, are, are they going to get into it? Because, like, Dean and Justin have almost killed each other a bajillion times outdoors. Like, I've watched them scream at each other coming off the track, and, like, Dean just got him and just kept going. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what happened to Barsha in that second moto with the throttle. What I'm about sure. uh, Moseman, though? He's just out? Uh, hurt his neck. Oh. Yeah, he's done. Oh. Yeah, he hurt his neck, and he's done. So that's a bummer. But then for that team, you know, Rough they have a big offseason ahead of them because – they have big bike changes coming, and they're going to need to get they're all the same things that the other two Austrian brands have gone through in the last nine months. They now have to get ready to phase two. Yeah. Are they getting a factory edition? I mean, they're getting a chassis, and that's the only way. That's, <coughs> they're getting. They're going to be on a new bike, right? So that's yeah. the only way they, they that's are. Oh, wouldn't they yeah. have all the progress that the other two guys have made, other two teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there has to be a factory edition gas gas for them to be allowed to race it, right, for yeah. Supercross? Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. Uh, yeah, you know, you're still a year down from, like, for like oh, this is where we were. So, yeah. 
The thing has made, and like again, that was even something I talked to Denji about. The thing's made a lot of progress. I'm interested to see what that thing looks like come next year. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody on the team has, has said what the situation is, you know. I have a theory bike. about this they new bike. They didn't get the testing, they didn't get the parts. What is it? I think it's just too good stock. Because I talked to a gentleman, <laughs> when did I go to Paris? Friday night? I talked to someone who had just went out, bought it, loved it, went and got dropped a bunch of money on some nice suspension for it and hates it now really yeah he's yeah. like dude i just don't i'm just gonna throw my stock stuff back on hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know chase like to that point i would be interested at in how much they rode a stock one first yeah. like i wonder if cooper riding a stock one this summer or stockish or however you know not race spec yeah. that one is I wonder if that's the first time that he's really put some on there because I've heard they didn't really get a lot of time to do it. It was just like, yo, here's the bike, here you go. Yeah, that's what because I heard then, too. Because then in talking to the star guys about the 250 side of things and similar conversation, and this is like why I'm saying this, none of those kids that are riding like the 250 class right now had ever really ridden a stock YZ250F recently so they don't know what the base setting was so then they were now figuring out as like two second third gear pro guys hey this is how much flex characteristics stock hubs or stock wheels or stock clamps are going to give you because they've only ever ridden one thing right so i see your point hey man if you need to go back and like we said earlier ap's forks are stock they're a set of clamps out of the power parts catalog like Mm -hmm. there is something there i want to do this interview maybe this weekend with ian or roger because i was thinking about this yesterday is the theory there like we can make the bike perfect with all the resources that we have, or is it you need to find like what's the best comparison and the best, um, you know, like what's the best of everything without being perfect somewhere because you know you're never going to get it through all these combinations? Is it mm-hmm. like endless combinations that you can use and get what from, you know, because I'm sure that everybody's thought is different on that. And I still can't believe they put stock forks on Aaron's bike. Like that's yeah. unreal to me to see a factory team do that after how long they've stuck by cone valve 48s or 52s. Well, that's what but, uh, Webb, and, Webb and Osborne have been running the stock fork, just factory connection, like revalved it all. But that's they've been doing that all summer and racing on it, and they, they love it from what I've heard from the outside. So, yeah, it's weird. Mm. My KTM forks work amazing. Mine too? Yeah. Mine work better than either of yours. <laughs> Dahmer's not trying to get anything repoed right now. (laughs) My forks are great. They're shock therapy, though, but that's, you know, that's why. I know a guy. (laughs) I know a guy. Anyway, (laughs) hey, guys, uh, we're going to call it quits for this podcast, but uh, we will talk to you next Monday after the gigantic showdown at Fox Raceway 2. If we don't melt. Yeah. So, again, go to swapmolive.com. Find this podcast on the homepage. Comment to win a set of Pro Tabor Clamp on MX Grips. And we'll talk to you next week.